Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about heavy-duty parts that keeps trucks and trailers on the road longer while lowering costs per month. Commercial fleets are really focused on eliminating downtime, maximizing uptime, and reducing their total cost of operation. As technology on vehicles change, then some of the challenges change along with that technology. In this episode, we're going to talk about four causes of common rail uh, injector failures, and we're going to really get into the details of that. Now, my guest today is Robert Isherwood. He is the CEO of AMBAC International. AMBAC is a wonderful manufacturing company. It's been around for over 100 years, actually 110 years. They specialize in fuel injectors and other engine-related parts. Now, Robert is a returning guest. He was originally on the podcast in episode 46. If you want to go back and learn more about AMBAC, that's a great episode to listen to. He also updated us on some top trends in fuel injection in episode 157 at HDAW this year in January. So if you want to check out some of the top trends, head over to episode 157, and the links will be in the show notes for these episodes. So let's get Robert on the podcast. Robert, welcome back to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. So glad to have you here. Third time on the show. Congratulations. Great to be back. This is a lot of fun. Well, I'm really looking forward to having the conversation. Last time uh, you were on the show, actually, my guest host, Tyler Robertson, was filling in for me because of COVID restrictions. I wasn't able to be there in person. So that was uh, awesome for Tyler to step up. And you guys did a great job talking about top trends. Today, we're going to talk about four common causes of common rail injectors, you know, why they would fail, what we can do about it. But first of all, let's talk a little bit about how this fuel injection technology differs from the uh, iterations before it. So like, what is, com- what is a common rail injector and how does it differ from other types of injectors? Yeah. So uh, let's go even a little bit broader than that real quick. Fuel injector, diesel fuel injector is really uh, injects diesel fuel under extremely high pressure into the engine. The higher the pressure, um, the better the combustion is, the more efficient the engine. So the older mechanical style fuel injection systems, they did a great job, um, but they were relatively low pressure and therefore they were relatively inefficient. And you remember, you know, older diesels had a lot more black smoke. They had less fuel economy, things like that. Common rail then is a technology where it's extremely high pressure up to 33,000 PSI and thereabouts. Yep. And um, the fuel pump is filling a rail, the common rail, literally, which is just a big pressure vessel of extremely high pressure fuel. And then it flows into the injectors. The injectors typically have an electronic solenoid or a switch that turns them on and off in the combustion cycle. And so you can turn them on and off multiple times in a combustion cycle, what we call an event. 
And then that gives you a long, slow, very clean burn. So that's basically what a common rail injector is about. A long, slow, very clean burn is very efficient, much better fuel economy and much lower emissions. Okay. So uh, was this um, technology developed in conjunction with like higher EPA standards and after treatment systems? Did they need to uh, up their game in this in this area? And that's kind of was the driver. Yeah. So the EPA does drive a lot of this kind of kind of technology. Um, and what you know, but really, when you think about, uh, you know, our focus and, and many people's in the industry's focus is about cost per mile. Um, and lowering operating costs. When you look at, at common rail, it does lower emissions and that's a benefit to society and a benefit to everybody. It also puts more money in your pocket because you burn less fuel, you make more money. Right. And, uh, you know, that is one of the big focuses of our show is to talk about making sure that people are buying the right parts so that they can lower their total cost of operation, total cost uh, per mile. So are there any downsides to this system? Well, the the thing that a lot of people run into, and it's not it's not really a downside, but it's a difference in the in the modern fuel systems and the common rail fuel systems. As injection pressures get higher, and the holes that they squirt the fuel through get smaller, they become fragile, in a sense. And so um, then you can run into all kinds of problems related to your fuel injection system because of, you know, and you can mitigate what well, you can. We can talk about some of the things you can do to prevent problems. But essentially, the more modern, more efficient systems are much more sensitive and therefore require a different level of care. OK, that makes sense. So let's talk a little bit. You know, it's one thing to just say, OK, these things improve our total cost of operation or they get our cost per mile down. Like how much, how much of a difference did this system make over the older mechanical systems? Well, you know, I'm not sure I remember you know, back in the days when I was driving, um, but I remember, you know, you burned a lot of fuel. Um, and so you're talking about fuel economies that are significantly different. Anybody who's driven like an old Mackie 7 from back in the day or anything like that will can, you know, talk about miles per gallon or gallons per mile more likely. And now, you know, the efficiency levels that we see and the fuel efficiency levels that we see in a, in a modern fleet are really driven by a few things. But one of the major considerations is the advantages in the fuel injection system. I remember uh, when I was a young man and, you know, loving big, big vehicles and a couple of my buddies got a couple trucks. And I remember being able to, you know, hit the hit the accelerator and and watch the rpm go up and the fuel gauge go down and <laughs> and it's just like unbelievable how inefficient those older systems were i mean created a lot of horsepower but burned a lot of fuel yep and a lot of black smoke and so one of the one of the things you can tell um, if you're seeing black smoke that is unburned fuel and wasted money right just going straight out the tailpipes or the stack <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about these four causes of uh, common causes of failures and what we can do about it. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't have a heavy duty part number and need to look up a part? Go to parts.diesellaptops.com or download the app on Apple or Android to create your free account. Looking for high quality fuel injection for heavy duty applications? Having one supplier for fuel injection allows you to better serve customers by providing them with a complete line, which increases your sales and profitability. Learn more at ambacinternational.com aftermarket. 
We're back from our break. Before the break, it was great to get a bit of a history lesson on how the uh, common rail fuel injection systems were developed and some of the reasons, some of the benefits, how they're improving fuel efficiency and lowering emissions. Now, let's get into uh, some of the common reasons the common rail injectors might fail. Let's start with filtration. How important is filtration? It's incredibly important. In fact, the one thing, to, you know, to be honest, we manufacture and remanufacture fuel injection systems. We don't sell filters. But the one thing I will always tell people to spend money on is filtration um, because that will save you a lot of heartache. When you think about it, it you know, you're, the fuel is being charged up to 33,000-ish, 30,000 PSI and then being forced through these tiny, tiny little you know, thousands of an inch holes. So a piece of dirt, a speck of sand will destroy your fuel injection. A drop of water could completely wipe out a, a fuel injector. And that is really what causes internal erosion in the, in the parts and the components of the fuel injection system. And then therefore poor engine performance, failure to start, um, failure to idle, all kinds of things like that happen. And, and the root cause on all of these things is dirt getting into the fuel and therefore into the fuel injector. Right. So filtration is critical. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what actually happens when there's contamination. So, for example, you talked about water. If you get water in your fuel system, um, that can lead to corrosion around the injector inlet and return. Like, How bad does that problem get? And, and, and just explain to us what exactly is happening there. Worst case, it can actually blow the tip right off the fuel injector. So it'll, it'll, it'll break it. So imagine, if you will, like an injector, uh, you know, a plunger pushing down on a, a valve seat and then spray fuel, fuel spraying out. So when that plunger is moving in the cylinder up and down, the, the space between the wall of the plunger and the wall of the cylinder is in microns. We're talking about millionths of a meter, tiny, tiny. So anything that gets in there will start causing erosion and scoring, just like a piston. Now, at the bottom of a fuel injector uh, is a ball, and that ball is a valve. That ball is tiny. Like, you could hardly see it. It's so tiny. But that ball seating in that valve is the critical point of failure. And as that stuff, you know, dust, dirt, whatever, erodes the seat of the ball, um, then the ball no longer seats. The charge can't build up because you don't have a good clean seal. And then it kind of, instead of, let's say, injects, it sort of just weeps. It dribbles um, out and you have unburnt fuel going up the stack. And I can see also one of the things I've learned, I mean, we've talked to a lot of people about after treatment systems, for example. And, you know, one of the things you always uh, have to look at with this is the complete system. And so this is where you're going to get engine issues. You're going to get, uh, you know, they talk all the time about upstream issues and downstream issues and making sure you're diagnosing the entire thing. So I can see that if you have all of this uh, corrosion going on, your engine's not going to perform at the same level and you're going to create all these other problems in other systems. Yep. And sometimes injector problems will show up um, in hard to start issues. You know, stictation on the smaller engines is a you know, a well-known problem. And then sometimes it'll show up like, you know, your DPF will, and your DEF system will start choking and you'll have regens happening really frequently. And a regen is, you know, basically cleaning the soot. But where did the soot come from? The soot came from poor combustion in your engine and likely from an injector problem. 
so that your first sign may be, why is this thing regening every single time I get in it? Right. So filtration is a big issue. Uh, it helps prevent things like corrosion around the injector inlet and return. Uh, how often does improper insulation play a role in injector failure? As a remanufacturer, you see a lot of the injectors and you get to tear them apart and, and analyze why they failed. Uh, how often is improper installation the actual cause of the of the failure? Yeah, uh, more often than you would want to see happen. And and actually, you know, if you if you keep your if you keep your trucks in in reputable shops with well trained technicians, it doesn't happen very often, but it can happen. And you can see it happening when you take the injector. So one of the interesting things is an improper installation. The injector may actually run, and the engine will run rough or it'll misfire. And then, you you know, you might get an engine light or something like that, but it's running, but just not optimally. And when you pull it apart, you realize, well, the, you know, it wasn't torqued down properly or the, there's a copper ring, a copper gas crush gasket. Sometimes we see where there's, they inadvertently put two crush gasket gaskets in. The way you do that is when you take the old injector out, you have to look down in the hole and make sure you actually get the old and crush gasket out. If you don't, you put the other one on top of it. Now you have two and yeah, all kinds of problems. We're going to think about it. You know, the combustion event in a diesel engine is extremely powerful. The force of the fuel coming in is extremely high. So the tiniest little incorrect torque settings or uh, improper gasket or something like that. Now you have a leak path for all the combustion gaskets. And so you'll have, you know, literally fire, um, unburned fuel blowing up past the injector. Um, and then you know, all kinds of problems. Okay. So even if you get all of this correct, right, it's installed correctly. Uh, the filtration is, is uh, right up to where it needs to be to keep, keep contaminants out of the system. Uh, we we're avoiding corrosion. Therefore you still got to start with the right part. So let's talk for a minute because I've heard, like I did some research ahead of this interview and I wanted to see what some of the, the, you know, the forums and some of the technicians were talking about. And I heard kind of the same theme repeated over and over again, which was that you should avoid reman parts. But I love remanufacturing and I was a remanufacturer and I, I just knew that couldn't be correct. So can can we correct that a little bit? And let's talk for a minute about the difference of avoiding a non-OEM quality part, whether it's reman or new, because I think that's what really at the heart of what they were saying is is low quality part. So how do we avoid that? What should we be looking for? What denotes a high quality fuel injection part? Yeah. And it's so important. I mean, it's important in everything, you know, from, from, you know, bumper to bump tires to tires to trailers, you want to have high quality parts in fuel injection. It's extremely important because the pressures are vastly higher and the tolerances are the most precise things in the vehicle. What happens is it costs, you know, fuel injection isn't cheap. And so people shop around and they find, you know, suppliers that come maybe from not so reputable sources or people that will in, they'll call it quote remanufactured. But what they really mean is they sprayed it with a garden hose, what we call fluff and buff. Um, so they, they clean it off, they get the soot off of it. They throw it back in a box and they sell it again. At, at AMBAC and at many other um, high quality remanufacturers, Our remanufacturing process happens in the same plant to the same quality standards as our OEM manufacturing process. We are an OEM fuel injection manufacturer for the U.S. military and and other organizations and have been for over 100 years. This isn't something you learn in a day and you don't go um, down to 
your auto parts store and buy some degreaser and degrease something and call it remanufactured. That's really the difference um, in the in the quality. And how can you know that you're dealing with a high quality remanufactured parts? Part of it you can tell in warranty. And for example, Ambac has a two year unlimited mile warranty. Part of it you can tell by reputation. And if you're in the industry for a little while, you get to know the people who've been around for a long time. Stick with the ones you know. Right. That history, that long history of uh, high quality manufacturing, it, it matters. So you've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin. We've been speaking with Robert Isherwood, the CEO of Ambac International. To learn more about their fuel injection program, go to ambacinternational.com forward slash aftermarket. Links are in the show notes. Robert, thank you so much for being on the Heavy Duty Parts Report for a third time. Great to have you back on the show. Oh, yeah, Jamie. Thanks you very much for having me. It's been a lot of fun, and I look forward to doing it again. HCA Truck Pride is the heart of the independent parts and service channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride and let the heart of the independent service channel take care of your commercial equipment.